What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 15 of Hit the Books, the podcast all about sports gambling, the best bets you should be taking, and everything surrounding sports. We're here for Week 14 of the NFL season, coming to you a day early this week, 15 games on the slate, two on Monday, tons of other sports to go over as well, NHL getting a salary cap increase, all three Hughes brothers are playing together tonight, but uh, not too much else from me here. Let's jump into this week's episode and introduce my co-hosts, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Mackie, let's start off with you this week. What do you got for us, buddy? Another week here, you know, week, uh, what are we at? Week 14, a lot, almost a full slate. Like you guys were talking before the pod. What do you got for us? Yeah. Getting towards the end of the season. I said at the beginning of the season, I said, it's going to fly by and it's definitely flown by, but, um, not much coming from me. I finally had a positive week this week sitting at under 20 units now. So I, you know, I'm going to embrace that fade God mentality. You want to fade me, fade my picks, whatever. Um, but, uh, positive this week, see if we can get positive again next week. Cowboys big game this week obviously um huge win over the Seahawks on Thursday night football last week that was a big one and uh this one coming up Sunday night is for the division against the Eagles so I'm hyped for that um other than that not much going on Huff what do you got going on yeah not not much going on with me I was gonna say to give you a little confidence boost I hope I hope they faded you early on because I think uh you have a little bounce back stretch coming at least I hope so That's I love it positive week so I love um, it, if you faded Mackie early on good you're doing all right but uh, I I Hopefully he bounces back another positive week, like he said. So uh, the boys all around had a pretty good week. Um, myself, I, I just I think I went like a game under, but two first touchdowns on the card. I highly recommend when people tail my first touchdowns to not put a full unit on them. I don't know how I can't stress that enough. I'm gonna do it every time on the card, but if you don't want to, you know, go one and one with the push, like kind of like Mackie did last night, where you lose the first touchdown but you hit the teaser. Maybe just sprinkle the first touchdown. These aren't guarantees. You know, you're taking a 15 to 1, or I think I took a 19 to 1, Justin Watson, but um, that's really also. Awesome. Also, if you're going to fade Huff's first touchdowns, fade them or, or, or take them, you got to take them all because, you know, when they hit, yeah. they hit, and he hits yeah. a good amount, but don't be taking one every four. It's just that's not like, going to work. Sh- shout out Buckley. He started just texting me and being like, give me five names. <laughs> and last week I was like, Montgomery, I just named all of them. I think Montgomery was the only one I hit, but it was 600. So if you would have taken all five, you would have technically won a unit. But Exactly. Not too bad, boys. Ace, let's finish it off here. Get through these intros. Get on to our episode. What do you got for us? Yeah, first off, I just want to know why I rank lower than Buckley on the totem pole. I said, give me five touchdown, first touchdown scores someday. <laughs> he texted me, so text me so early. He texted me so early. No, I'm just messing with you. Um, Mackie, <laughs> another strategy besides throwing up the long <laughs> shots maybe just go with a 20 unit play on the cowboys this week i was I think thinking yeah 20 <laughs> unit play get back to zero i might ride it with you you know i, I like the cows this week but uh <laughs> yeah like huff said uh the boys had a good week i think i was just under two units positive so another good week in the books there um sunday night football really doing me and my boy patty mahomes i bet you he bounces back here sorry my dog and um yeah but no great week ahead of us here my Patriots just keep climbing up the draft leaderboard, something I've never seen in my life. So um, don't have to watch those games. I feel like I'm from Cleveland, right? I feel like I'm from Cleveland. I don't know what to call it. This is a, a uncharted territories for Patriots fans of my age. Get used to it over there in Rhode Island. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Rhode Island's in New England last time I checked. Is, is Long Island in Dallas? I was, First of all, I'm not from Long Island. It wasn't even a chirp. I was just, uh, <laughs> just saying get used to it. I wasn't saying from where you're from. You don't want. But is Mackie Boston in Rhode Island? Mackie, I can wear an NL East hat because I'm not a Mets fan. You're a Mets fan wearing a Braves hat. Oh, it's baseball. Bad? Who cares? 
they have a good shot at winning. But hey, you got the Cowboys here. Cowboys are riding high. You can ride high. So uh, <laughs> let's get into this week. We got a lot of good games, a lot of good leagues to look forward to. I'm still laughing at you saying, how do I rank below Buckley? <laughs> Alrighty, boys here. Let's jump into this week's episode here. Don't forget about our live stream each and every Sunday morning. Ready to showcase the top five games of the week. Giving our best bets on those. Again, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube and Rumble. Like I said, 15 games this week here. Week 14, two games on Monday. Let's start it off with our power rankings for the NFL. Coming in at number five, the Miami Dolphins. Number four, the Baltimore Ravens. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys. Two, the Philadelphia Eagles. And number one, the San Francisco 49ers. Curious to hear what you guys think about these power rankings here. Coming into week 15, we're wrapping up the season. The season's going on, going quick, like Mackie said. Mackie, what do you think about those power rankings here this week? Yeah, you see one, two, and three all coming out of the NFC. I don't think we saw this coming into the season with everyone... I mean, everyone's always said the AFC has been loaded with talent with the quarterback uh, in the quarterback position over there. But um, those three teams, the NFC East or the in the NFC are leading the pack. They're leading the pack in the MVP conversations as well. So um, it's cool to see the NFC with some firepower under their ass. Ace, was it to you last week that I said, uh, was this the first week that we could see? Could you see all four NFC and AFC championship playoff teams? on these power rankings. It was that me, you that me and you talking about yeah, that last week. Yeah, we were, to- we were talking about that last week with the, we were thinking the Ravens, Chiefs, Niners and Eagles all going to get into that top five. Yeah. Mackie, what? what do you think about that? I, I, and I could also, what? I also think at this, this week, because I think the dolphins are that third team in the AFC with the chiefs, obviously dolphins on the graphic this week, but I said to ACE last week, I said, would you basically guarantee two of those three NFC teams make the NFC championship? Mackie. Yes. For sure. And I mean, the, only, the only real competition there is the Lions, and I don't think the Lions are going to – I don't think they get past any one of these three teams. Yeah. And then the, I said in the AFC, we said Ravens, Chiefs, Dolphins. Would you guarantee two of those three teams get there? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Notice how he when pauses you're there. At- Mackie, Mackie, I had a point I wanted to bring up when you are talking about these NFC teams. Kudos to them because they're playing lights out, great rosters and whatnot. But I think a reason we see them jumping into the upper echelon of our power rankings is they have a lot of trash cans to play over there in the NFC. I mean, the AFC is full of parity. Look at that AFC West, every team, solid team out there. Um, NFC North, NFC South, both weak divisions. AFC South really jumping onto the scene this year. So there's not many uh, holes that you can find in the AFC. Maybe that that feeds into these MVPs, top top of the leaderboard things. Just something to keep in mind. Yeah, I think Jacksonville has a shot at making the AFC Championship game. No, I wouldn't count them out, especially with the. I mean, you see, after last night, I think Baltimore is definitely the strongest team in the AFC this year, hand, hands down. But I mean, we see what they can. We, we've seen them choke um, year in year out. They blew that game to the Steelers this this year. I mean, that was just a terrible loss. They blew that game to the Browns. I think it was where they lost thirty three thirty one. We've just seen so many so many slip ups by them. I wouldn't be surprised to see it again in the playoffs. And the Chiefs aren't the, aren't who they used to be. I don't think that they're the same team we've seen in the past four years. I think it's actually a pretty good opportunity for a team like the Jaguars to slide in there, who are really not in that top three, four teams ever talked about, but they're right there and they have the quarterback to do it. I'm excited to see if the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes will have to go on the road away from the kingdom and see how they fare. We saw Brady do it a few times. It didn't happen much in his, his long tenure of ruling the AFC. Now it's Mahomes' turn to rule it. I wonder what he can do if he's a three or a four seed out there in the AFC. I was thinking the same thing, Ace. If he doesn't get the one seed, this is going to be the first time he has to play a road playoff game as a starting quarterback. 
Yeah, and I, I still, it's still hard to take your money away from 15. I know the team's not what it used to be, this, that, and the other thing, but when you have Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, it reminds me of Brady. Yeah, you're still, yeah, you're still taking, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. His schedule coming up does look kind of light. I think they, they, they do finish strong as well. But, um, yeah, they definitely can miss out in that one spot this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Ready to get going in this week. I think this week will be telling, especially that Cowboys-Eagles Sunday night football game. I, I, I'm on these I'm on these dolphins. I have faith in these dolphins. I think they're gonna make a little run down the stretch. They're fucking so much fun. Huff, to watch. We said it last week though. We said it. They have three weeks of trash cans. Everybody's gonna get high as a kite on these dolphins. And then their final three are against really yeah. strong teams. What did so. we say they're gonna end though? We called a win last week, obviously. It was against fucking commanders. We, we said three in a row and then maybe one and one two. and one against the Cowboys. They'll win or lose they'll win one and lose one against the Cowboys and Ravens and then win the last week against the Bills. Yeah, that's a tall order, though. It's taller. We They've said two. Lo- no, we, no, we said two losses in the in the Cowboys, Ravens, or Bills game. Two of those will be losses. And they've yet to be a plus five hundred team, so it could be three, especially the Bills fighting for their playoffs. It could be life. three. It could definitely yeah. be three. But the last the last game is at home against the Bills. Give me the Dolphins at home, Week Eighteen. Especially that could that's be for gonna- the one seed. But the I mean, Bills dude, could be nah. trying to backdoor into the playoffs at that point. Bills, Bills are not getting there. Their schedule is actually so hard. I was looking at it earlier. It's crazy. It the, the path would be insane. What's their schedule? Kind of a shame, but like kind of kind of a blame to their earlier season woes because look at those other bubble teams in the Chief, AFC. They have so much more talent than them. Chiefs in Kansas City and then against the Cowboys. Then you got to go to the Chargers. Not an easy win. They'll probably get it done. And then you have the Patriots. You should win that. And then you got to go to Miami. They already have six losses. You lose if you lose seven games. You might not even be. They're going to go three. They right on, on paper. They could go three and two to end the year. I that's think a, that that's, a good, that's a good. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's like their best. I think the at the max they go three and two. I think they'll go three and two as well. But I don't see them getting four wins here. No, I think they could lose. Drop two in a row right here. They could beat Kansas Next City trip. this week. I don't if know. they, I mean, you gotta bounce be, back. That's, his, that's Patrick Mahomes' son, but it's not playoff time, so I don't know if it matters yet. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe yeah, we'll Pat see. M lets him win just so we can see him down the line. Bills are also banged up. We got to remember that's why, kind of why they're sitting at six and six too. But got to blame themselves. Injuries though, Things Matt Creek, yes, but I think they're one of the best bubble teams in the NFL or in the AFC. For sure. All right, before we get into the Week 14 slate, we got a little talk about the MVP, the three-star NFC quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, all on the top of this list here. I got Dak and Brock Purdy at plus 300, Jalen Hurts at plus 350 here on FanDuel. Uh, I think Mac even found Dak at plus 350. So I'm curious to hear what you guys think here on your ends coming out of the NFC, them uh, leading the board there for the MVP conversation. You guys think yeah. any shot Tyreek Hill has a chance at winning this MVP? I, I, I think if there's any year for him to do it, it's this year. Why not? I think Brock Purdy, everyone, ever since Brock Purdy's been listed at plus 300, everyone's kind of been like blown up his spot and like all of his yards are check downs at just yards after carry. His receivers he's not the MVP. The he's not the, he's he's not the quarterback. MVP. He's not the MVP. He's not. He's a system quarterback playing very good in a very good system. That's why he's putting up the numbers he is. Um, I, I think Jalen Hurts is putting up pretty bad numbers yeah, as well. Good, great quarterback, good quarterback, but yeah, he's not, Purdy's not the MVP. I, he, I, my thing with Tyreek Hill is I, I think Tyreek should have the same, if not better odds than Tua. I know it's a quarterback award. I know Tua's been doing great things this year. The stats are great. 
without Tyree Kill, that's not the the Miami Dolphins aren't the Miami Dolphins this year. That offense is not scoring as many points as they are. I don't know what he had last week. What two touchdowns? Fucking 140 yards. 160. In the first half. 160. I mean, they kind of shut him down in the second half, but like the game was over. So like he was wasn't really playing. Yeah, to get more yards and another touchdown, but. I don't know. I, I think there's a serious chance Tyree Kill wins the MVP, and it's to me not really worth the price to put in. You kind of miss the chance on a, a non-quarterback to win the MVP when preseason all these awards are. I don't know what the highest you could have got Tyreek at, but I mean, still, I've seen 19 to one on him to win. 16 to one is insane. Um, I, I think there's a chance, but the one thing that's making me not want to bet it is. If a wide receiver was going to win it, it was the year the Cup did the triple crown. But I don't know who won the MVP that year. Was that? Was that a Mahomes year? So they were just trying to suck Mahomes' dick. So that makes sense. That was a Mahomes' fifty passing, fifty passing touchdowns. So All right, yeah. So yeah. so Cup was never going to win that. this year. That's because there's no one. There's nobody like that. Yeah, exactly. This guy's twenty six passing boys, touchdowns. Boys, I will say this: you can you can go with all these stats and everything that we want to happen. I'll guarantee it's going to a quarterback. Yeah, but th- like if you want to make the conversation, I think this is definitely the year. I think if Dak loses his game on Sunday. I think I think that it's wide open. But I, think I think you're it, wasting your breath talking about a wide receiver winning an MVP, in my opinion. I I, I think that's crazy. I mean, look at what he's doing for the team. In, no, in I agree with like every actual, point. Like, I agree with every point you bring up. I just don't see it happening in the NFL. I I mean, I agree, but there there's a reason that he's climbing up the board this fast. Yeah, I I, I think it's going to come down to whoever that top quarterback really is. Come down the stretch, two in the Dolphins finish with that high record. Lamar and the Ravens. Jalen Hurts has a strong stretch, beats the Cowboys in Dallas. Dak Prescott rolls on, maybe wins the division. Um, I, I think one of those guys is going to end up with the MVP award. I think the only quarterbacks that have value are Dak and Jalen Hurts, personally. I don't think Jalen Hurts has any any sort of a resume to be MVP. If they, if they have the best record, like he said, if they have the best record, he's going to win it. They want to give it to him. I mean, he throws... He throws for 150 yards and zero touchdowns. and throws an interception, and his odds jump like crazy to 250. It's like it's like he's not doing much. He's really not the way he he has 11 touchdowns this year. 11 rushing touchdowns, 33 combined yards. Yeah, Dak Prescott has two rushing touchdowns for 29 yards. I I think I think that these ending stretches that some of these teams we talked about are going to be very telling. Tua Tagovailoa has a great opportunity. If they can have a positive end to the season, end as a one or a two seed, especially that three-game stretch they have at the end of the year, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes home that award, especially as a comeback player feeding into it. I would I'm, like I'm to see a wide receiver a, like you guys. I, don't, I, I would like to. I just don't think it's going to happen, especially with the extra game added. We saw guys with crazy stat lines years ago, and they still never got it. I don't think there's any reason for it to change. And let's not forget it's the NFL. I don't think they're promoting... Tyreek Hill as the MVP with his background personally. I think that the NFL would give it to Tyreek before they gave it to a. I agree. It's a quarterback award. Sadly, sadly, but I don't know. It's definitely it's true. Definitely got to raise History doesn't lie. Will this Mackie? I'll ask you another question since you kind of believe in it. Is this the highest odds? That is this the lowest odds you're going to get Tyreek Hill at to win this MVP award? No, I don't think so. I think that we're going to see Brock Purdy's odds fall off a little bit because everyone's bringing it to the knowledge of like what kind of what kind of system he's been in and how he's getting all of his yards and everything. And I think that at the end of the day, when you look at Jalen Jalen Hurts' stats, they aren't that impressive. What he's doing is not that. I mean, granted, he's ten and two, so that's the only thing you got, at the end of the day you do got to look at that. But his stats are not that impressive at the end of the day. And if Dak isn't finding ways to win football games, you got to take him out of the question as well. 
So then you're sitting there and you have to think, is this guy who's, put, who's about to put up 2,000 yards, 25 touchdowns? I don't even know what the, what the hell he's doing. But um, you got to think, is he the most valuable player in the league? And when you yes, look at that but they team, won't give it to him. If, 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 if the door is wide open, if you're realistic, they're not giving if, it to him. If the door, if the door is wide open, I think that they can. I, I think, I think it's, I, I think, think they should too, work out correctly. I do, I'm, I do think they should, but I don't think it will happen. I'm glad that I remember someone remembered that the the Cooper Cup Triple Crown year was Mahomes' 50 touchdown because that was what was making me steer away from this a lot more. Well, now I'm kind of leaning into it a little bit. Well, let's believe, uh, let's, let's, let's look that up. I, I just, I just want to see. I, I hope one day they give it to a non QB, but. I just feel like it's such a quarterback award. They're not changing the narrative. It is a quarterback award, but Heisman's also a quarterback award, and we've seen players not playing quarterback uh, win that award. I mean, it happens here and there. It's definitely a quarterback award, but... Um, How long has it been things, since things a non-QB won it? I don't think ever. Am I crazy saying that? I don't think ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, Huff. <laughs> I, I don't know if any... Did AP win it? Let me see. What when he broke when he ran for what two thousand? No, no, that was Aaron Rodgers MVP when Cooper Cup at the Triple Crown. Yeah, exactly. It's a quarterback award, dude. I I know you can it call said, it every right, stat. Right, yeah, every it says reason. running. It says they have. It says running back. Right, if you Google, has any other player than a quarterback ever won the NFL MVP award? Don't believe everything you read on the internet. So don't quote me on this. <laughs> but according to Google. The NFL MVP award is the most prestigious individual accolade upper grabs in the league each year. Running backs, defensive players, even a kicker have won the NFL MVP, even though the modern era is an award dominated by star quarterbacks. I'll tell you guys what, all of our listeners, if anybody is about to wager a wide receiver to win the MVP, let me know. I'll take your bet and I'll hold it for you. Maybe place it for you. Probably not. I'll just hold it for when it goes to a quarterback. Sad, but you gotta be optimistic. Sad truth, though. Sad truth. You gotta be optimistic. MVP. I told you AP won it. I fucking knew it. Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah, Ladanian Tomlinson. 2006. Sean Alexander. Uh, 2005. Marshall Falk. Yeah, 2000. You guys are so all running backs and QBs then. But they all probably had 2,000 yards or up there and put up those kind of AP numbers. had 2,000. In, in 16 yeah. games. In 16 games. We have to remember there's a game in here now that inflates stats a bit. All right, so if he gets 2,100, 2,200. Maybe, basically, I, don't, I don't see it. I, they should just look at it yards per game. It should just go yards per game. Forget the extra game. I know they get an extra game now. It should be yards per game. I'll tell you a better bet. Take Tyreek Hill to be offensive player of the year. What is he, minus 400? You got to also like look at CMC as well. I mean, the numbers he's putting up are pretty crazy, too. Yeah, imagine if he kept that touchdown streak going all year. It would have been his easy. Or at least I would hope. I still yeah, he has like 18 touchdowns this year already. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, that's good. Let's get into this slate. All righty, boys. Time for some week 14 here. Let's start off early Thursday night football here. Patriots and Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are the favorite here. Six points for them. Minus 280 on the money line. Total 30 and a half. No Kenny Pickett this week. He's out. I got some trends uh, that focus on that. Under 11 and 1 in the Steelers' last 12 divisional games. Under is 10 and 2 in the Steelers' last 12 games overall. Patriots 1 and 12 straight up and against the spread in their last 13 games as the underdog. 2 and 14 against the spread in their last 16. So again, Steelers without picket. Going to be a tough, tough one for them. What are we thinking coming out of this one, Ace? You want to get us rolling? Yeah, I think that uh, a 6 nothing game last week is 
a lot of points compared to what we're going to see Thursday night. I mean, Huff and I were all over that under in the Patriots game last week. I think he threw the someone threw the Chargers money line leg in our parlay. Um, so good job on that. I know we we hit that too. So that's that's pretty clutch. Um, but yeah, I, I'd take the Steelers again in the money line and the under. I, I can't trust any points because this Patriots defense is playing lights out. I know Mackie saw the stat that all of us Patriots fans have been seeing. It's like they give up 10 points a game and lose every single time. It's nuts. Um, so they're just going to turn the ball over on offense. Just punt it. Run, 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 punt. They're trying to lose here. It's not bad. Hopefully we get to see Bailey Zappi out there and they continue that trend. Um, I think the under is the best play here. I think both offenses will struggle to find points in this one Mackie let me know what you think yeah this under could be 13 and I'd still take it I mean this Patriots team week in and week out they're they're really not even trying to score points last week um they gave up six points defensively and didn't cover a spread a four and a half point spread that's just ridiculous that uh you can't put a point up on the board but I was telling Huff earlier that I, I could see another another donut for you guys this week so I don't care how low this under is I'm still gonna take it I'm probably gonna take the first half as well um no points in this game, all defense. Thursday night football. It's just one of those games. One of them you gotta really tape your eyes open to watch. Yeah, Especially I, I, the Steelers must win spot here. I mean, I I kinda called that trap game last see, week. I stayed away because the they're the Steelers, you know. You can never I don't like betting against them ever, even if they're in a great spot. Um or a terrible spot. I mean, but I kind of saw the coming still stayed away and the Cardinals handled them pretty easily. In their own stadium, which is nuts to see, but we've all been on Kyler since he came back. We're all pretty high on him. Um, but yeah, the Patriots aren't going to do anything. No Ramondre Stevenson, no Mac Jones, no O line. There's no receivers. I think it's Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, and Juju running routes out there. So I think you're safe to go with that Patriots team total. I feel like it could be like eight and a half, nine and a half Patriots team total this week. I was kind of on the same page with Mackie whenever you were saying the first half. The first half under right now is set at 15 and a half. That is definitely the lowest first half under I've ever taken in my life, and I'm probably going to go with it. Um, I think the game... I'm going to take an alternate, like six and a half. <laughs> Just for two field goals. I was going to say, I like the first half under. I do think the game goes under 30 and a half. That's insanely low, but wouldn't be surprised if it hits. I'm probably going to go with a Boswell over one and a half field goals prop in this game. Alrighty, after some technical difficulties, let's jump into this Sunday here of week 14. First at 1 o'clock, the Rams and the Ravens the, in Baltimore. The Ravens are the favorite here. 7.5 points for them, minus 330 on the money line. 40.5 is the total. And I got a couple trends here. The total has gone under in 10 out of the Rams' last 15 games on the road. Rams are 8-15 and 15 straight up in their last 23 games. Baltimore 6-1 and one straight up in their last 7. What are you guys thinking here coming into this first one o'clock game as we jump through week 14? I think this is going to be a sick matchup. I really do. You do? Yeah. I, I, oh, I, I'm not. I don't love this game. What? You think the Ravens pull the classic murder the NFC team at home like they did to the Lions and the Seahawks? I, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. I think the Ravens roll this game, especially against the Rams under or uh, underdeveloped uh, defense. I think that Lamar Jackson eats this game. Their defense is gonna is gonna maul this uh this Rams offensive line. This Rams offensive line is bottom five in the NFL. I think this pass rush is gonna be all over Matt Stafford all game. He's not gonna be able to get a lot out. Gonna see a lot of short routes from Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, but um I, I think this is gonna be another murder rape for the, from the Ravens. Yeah, I, I I'm the more you say that, I'm kinda right there with you. But the thing is, well, first off, is Nakua healthy? Is Cup yeah, I think he's healthy? Good. Like if they're playing 
I do think they have a decent matchup on that side of the ball because their strength is through the air, and that's the one spot the Ravens lack, in my opinion, is in their secondary, even though there's been some names that have stepped up with the departure of Marcus Peters and others. But uh, I think Kyron Williams really turned into his own as well, but I'm probably going to end up taking the Ravens with the spread on the card. Um, love him as a money line piece, but I, I don't know. I think there's, I think it goes over this game for sure. I'm on, yeah, I'm on the Ravens here. I like the Ravens. Uh, like you said, I think they win the game. I'll probably end up going with them on the points. I don't think this is going to be a very exciting game at all. I think the Rams uh, on the on the East Coast tend to come over and struggle a little bit, and I'll put up many points. I like the Ravens in a route. The only thing is, like this Rams team is right in the thick of the playoff race. They just handle the Browns defense I know and Joe Flacco stepped in look good we'll get to that but um that Browns defense it's better than the Ravens defense so maybe they could have Very some success. I, I know they're going to M&T Bank though so it's a whole different story but Sean McVay will have them ready I don't I don't think they get blown out as bad as the Lions and the Seahawks but I do see the Ravens covering here they're gonna put up a lot yeah you're right actually they did kind of go in and just handle a pretty really or a pretty good defense the Browns so maybe um Maybe I could be a little off about that, but I do. I, I maybe the Rams just have a little more bit of uh, on offense, but I think the the Ravens get get theirs on offense as well. Maybe an over here. It's kind of a low over, over under forty and a half. Um, I I still think the Ravens kind of take care of business. It's what they do against these teams like these. I mean, the Browns don't do that. So, um, yeah, give me Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson can maybe make a, make a good case for MVP in this game too. Yeah, literally, you're not wrong with that, and especially with uh. Without Mark Andrews, we've seen Odell Beckham Jr. stepping up. We've seen Zay Flowers really coming into his own, one of the top rookie receivers. Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell, that guy's came out of nowhere. He's like a Devin a chain type running back. Um, they have a lot of depth on that side. I love that. You said 40 and a half. I, I didn't hear it when Jesse initially said it. I actually love that over this week. But uh, I'll have a play on this game. I bet you'll be on my card somehow. Not sure exactly, but shout out Big Hoss. I'll go with the Ravens spread here. Good stuff there, boys. Here, another 1 o'clock game that we're going to get into. The Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. The Saints, the favorite here, minus 5.5. Money line, minus 210. Total, 37.5. Yeah, not a very exciting game here. Uh, all the trends pointing at the under. The total has gone under in the last five games between these clubs, as well as under in uh, five out of the last six games for the Panthers. Huff, why don't you get us started here? Another 1 o'clock game uh, for us to get through. Yeah, uh, I like the Panthers here in this spot. Road dog. Uh, I'm going to take them. I, I like the money line. I think they win the game. It's a juicy plus 196 I'm seeing on uh, MGM right now. A nice money line value here on the Panthers. Get their second win. Ace, your Patriots could possibly start to slide into talks of a one spot if they win this big divisional game here. Saints are dead. There's talks. Obviously, Derek Carr might not be playing this game. That could be a very good thing for the or for the Saints, if you ask me, being a brutal uh, offense. They're very hard to watch. I, this is coming from someone that was very high on this team coming into this year. I've totally jumped ship. I'm fading the Saints every single week to end the season. Give me the Panthers on the money line. I like the under 37 and a half as well. I think the Panthers win a close game. 17-16 Panthers in the dome. That sounds exactly like a Saints score. Huff, I almost said it before you said Panthers money. I was going to be like, who's going to be the guy that's like... I've got the Saints with the spread. It's like I hate the I fucking see the Saints. Saints. I hate. I them see now. the Saints winning this game. They burnt me too much this year. They looked like dog shit to start the game last week, but then they looked really good in the second half. So I don't. I don't know. I don't think the Panthers have much to play for. I think that's the, one of the most brutal teams. Would love for them to win for my Patriots' sake. I'm gonna go with the Saints on the money line here, but I'm not touching this game with a ten foot pole. Maybe a Kamara touchdown. 
it's a weak defense. He got in last week, and uh, we know how much he gets the ball. Taysom Hill getting work too, but let's not forget these Saints are fighting for the division. So I don't think I was they gonna say that's the one. Panthers. That's the motive to win this game. Is you win this game, there's it's gonna be very hard for the Saints to win this win the division. Exactly. I that's why I like the Saints here. If you're going with a pick 'em, like Mackie was saying earlier, but uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm not I'm not putting any of these on my card. Mackie, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I I just I'm not gonna be touching this game. Very shitty game. Saints are dead, like Huff said. Three, lost three straight after being. Uh, five and four in a wide open division. I mean, the division's still kind of wide open. But they just put themselves in a shitty situation. Um, but when you have a player like Alvin Kamara on offense, he just finds his way into the end zone once, twice, three times a game. Um, it's crazy what he can do on offense. So it's hard going up against a one eleven team. He's probably going to do some damage. But um, I mean, Saints. I it, it can't put your money on them. You cannot touch them. Um, not playing good football. You have Jameis at at, at the quarterback. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a plan on this one. I'll tell you what, last week I would have carded that Alvin Kamara touchdown. He did get in. But like Huff said, 17-16 is his projection, and we've said it so many times, Saints wins games 19-16. I want to change points. that to 17-15 because that, that would imply the Saints have to score a touchdown. Maybe 16. that's Scorigami too, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, I, I can't card a Kamara touchdown just because there's not enough points to go around the board. I was so high on it last week, and he did score. And that game started blowing up at the end. But normal Saints games, it's such a struggle for anybody to get in. So it's tough for me to take Ace, two weeks ago when we took it against the Falcons, he didn't sniff the fucking goal line. It was so frustrating. I watched that whole game. It was so annoying. How frustrating is every Saints game to watch this year? Dude, I believe me. I'm done with them. Last week, I took the Lions. Dude, at halftime, I was like, this is going to be a route. Exactly what me and Ace said. We did not say it. We said it's either Lions cover or the Saints win. It was a little closer than we anticipated. Lions cover. But they covered, yeah. I mean, by the skin of their teeth, too. We didn't think they'd hang around like that, but that was kind of a... They left the back door open major, but they just couldn't They just couldn't get that extra half And slammed it in their faces. But the Lions, great teams cover, you know? So, hey. All right, let's get out of this NFC South. I know we got another one coming up. Uh, I think that one's a better matchup, at least. Yeah, next game here, we have the Colts and the Bengals in Cincinnati. Colts favorite here, just one and a half points. Their money line minus 112. Bengals money line minus 104. Total at 39 and a half. No trends for me here on this one. Mackie, you want to get us rolling on this one? Yeah, uh, I actually really like this game. I I like the Bengals a lot here, but I really like the over 39 and a half. Um, I have a lot of faith in Gardner Minshew actually playing. He's been playing really well. He played really well last week. Um, in overtime, down three, he had to go down. He let it let a touchdown drive, which was really, um, really big time of him. You you don't see players like that come in off the bench. Um, with Anthony Richardson coming out and just take over like they are. But the Colts are sitting at seven and five. Never thought they would be sitting there. Um, I think both teams put up points. Jake Browning looked great last week. I think both quarterbacks who are a little undervalued are gonna are gonna really sling the football. Um, Colts, I like their defense. It's kind of been getting lit up recently. Um, Bengals coming off kind of a shelling as well, even though they won. Um, I, I like over 39. I think both both offenses roll. Yeah, Mackie, the more you talk about it, the more I actually like that over, um, just because of the recent history. But I want to talk about that Gardner Minshew point you brought up. It's not like he's some guy like Jake Browning coming off the be- the bench that hasn't played before. He's he's a former starting quarterback with pretty solid success in the NFL throughout his career, honestly. I'd like to see his career record. I bet you it's positive, actually. Um so not surprised behind that O-line with, with the weapons. The weapons they have out there in Indianapolis are actually great. The receiving core with Pittman, Downs, and Pierce. Um, it's a three-headed snake, a young, underrated guys. But uh, I think the Jake Browning performance from last night was more of a Monday night fluke. 
than anything. And plus, they're in those white jerseys. They're not going to be wearing those on Sunday. I like the Colts to cover here. Um, I think they will handedly. I think Jake Browning struggles mightily. I don't see him repeating that success of any kind, even though he does have the weapons to do so. Give me the Colts here. And I do like Mackey's play of the over. I, I'm on the same side as Ace. I like the Colts here. I think the Colts are making a push for this playoff spot. Like you said, they're seven and five. They get a tough road game this week. I know it was t- looked a lot tougher on the schedule a couple weeks ago when Joe Burrow's in the lineup for the Bengals. I kind of agree with what you said about the Jake Browning on the Monday night. You know, big game, first start, kind of live up to the expectations. I think he comes back down to earth a little bit this week, Sunday at one o'clock against a Colts team that's going for the playoffs. I know the Jags were too. You lose or they lose uh, Trevor Lawrence late in that game. Bengals come out with a win. I think they get a loss this week at home against the Colts. I also, I, I, I'll hop on your guys over, but I probably won't card it. Give me the Colts to win this game and make a serious push for the playoffs with a schedule, with a game against my Steelers next week. I, I think that you guys are wild for saying that was a fluke from Jake Browning. I think the way he was playing, you could tell when a when a quarterback's comfortable and, and playing really good football, and when it's a fluke, he he was comfortable in the in the pocket. He was moving outside the pocket. He was making throws on the run. 32 for 37 for 354 yards. There's nothing fluke about that, in my opinion. I, I, think, he, I think he continues his success. He, obviously, he's not going to do that every game. That's a stellar game, 350 passing yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Can't ask that every single game. He's not going to go out there and shit the bed. I think this is a quarterback you can trust um, coming in behind Joe Burrow and winning a few games and winning a game like, like this. Um, this is a huge game. I think that he can kind of get it, maybe get it done. Yeah, Mackie, I mean, maybe it could also be some of those weapons he has alongside him. Uh, I mean, he's going to have him again this week, so that would be a good chance for him to have success once again. That's why I like the over here. I mean, when you're throwing the Jamar Chase, that T. Higgins route that really won them the game on third and long when he when he shook, uh, who was that, on the outside, Campbell, I believe it was, when he shook him on the outside and picked up that crucial first down to set up the field goal. I mean, it's not that hard to create magic, especially with Mixon toting the rock. Um, Zach Taylor, great underrated coach, too, in my opinion. Um, but other than that, I mean, these guys are playing for their job. They're playing for their future career too. So I'd love to see these backups out here balling, but, uh, give me Minshew mania. I I think he's, he's gotta have a starting job after this year, right? He'll definitely get another chance. I think. I, I don't think Minshew is as good as you make him out to be either. I mean, I looked it up also is his records 20 and 24, which isn't bad. I mean, you don't expect him to come in and lose you. You can expect to win, but. I mean, he's not somebody that you would expect to come in and turn and turn a team like the Colts around to a seven and five record. I think we all had this team missing the playoffs this year, and they're definitely on the inside look, or looking to stay there now too. Yeah, I think this I was, will be more exciting than we think for sure. That's why I like the over here. Yeah, I was high on this team coming into this year because because I wanted to see the Richardson and Taylor duo. Now, obviously, neither of them there, and they're just right in the thick of the playoff hunt. I just think Bengals come home. Prime big prime time win. I think you come home Sunday at one o'clock, where the even really kind of a bigger matchup for them on their home field, where you're expected to win this game in a pick 'em, or I mean, I guess closely more closely favored. And you're not an eight and a half, nine and a half point underdog. I like the Colts in this matchup. Yeah, and my last point on this game, much more than we thought, we'd talk about a Minshew Browning matchup, but it has big implications with both of them sitting one in a playoff spot, one on the outside looking in. Um, I think Mackey too. I, I don't see that success repeated. I don't think even anywhere near it. Just there was no script or film on this guy. Now we kind of know what he has. He's given us a game under his belt. So I expect defenses to play him a bit tighter. I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's better than Minshew, honestly, but we'll see this week. That's that's gonna be an interesting storyline. Yeah, definitely. For a game I probably won't watch. Yeah. I agree. I'll probably watch this game. 
I want. I like to watch him. I like. We'll see it on the red zone. Cool to see these two quarterbacks. Michael Pittman, long touchdown. Jamar, maybe another long one. I think there's going to be some broken plays in this one. Those the QBs will combine for three TDs, at least the two of them. Alrighty, moving through the one o'clock slate. The next game up: Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cleveland Browns. Browns the favorite here at home, minus three. Their money line, minus 174. Total at 30 and a half. Trends I got here. The Jags are 5-0 and straight up and against the spread in their last five games on the road. The total has gone under in eight out of Cleveland's last nine games at home. But they're 5-1 and against the spread in their last six at home. What are we thinking here? Coming out of this 1 o'clock game, go for it, Ace. What are you thinking? Mackie, do you respect Joe Flacco a little bit more now? Yeah, definitely. I was definitely I, I underestimated him a, a bit, but I mean, it wasn't like he went out there and, and like lit the lamp. He just he played well. He had a good game though. I think he threw for over two fifty, a couple of touchdowns, kept them relevant. He was putting good balls with with low practice reps. That's the other reason that I was so yeah. surprised. Um, he 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 also got to play the Rams defense. And they got and they still lost yeah. by like twenty. Great point so. too. Very suspect defense, but he was throwing some good balls. If you I don't know if you saw any clips. I saw a lot on the red zone. Mari Cooper, he was finding him early and often. Um, and keeping the chains moving, just taking what the defense gave him. I expect it to be a defensive bout here this time. But, uh, Huff, I know you're dying. Digging on another backup quarterback duel. Uh, let me know what you got here for this one. Yeah, I uh, obviously, with Beathard coming in for Jacksonville, I, I'm not going to be jumping on the Jags here. I like the Browns to cover this spread at home. It's a tight three-point spread. I think it's going to be very low scoring and unentertaining. Uh, you might see both running backs for the teams get in if Jacksonville can even manage to get into the red zone. I like ETN to get in the end zone again, but uh, Jerome Ford's been a touchdown machine for uh, Cleveland. Mackie, I know you took them on the spread last week, and so far I couldn't get it done for you late. Um, I like the Browns to cover the number this week on their home field. I think it's an ugly 17 to 13, 17, somewhere in there. They win by four, and you get it by the point. I'm going to go with the Browns minus the three points. Are you going to Are you going to card that, Huff? Are you confident in it? I am kind of confident. I don't know if I'll actually card it closer to Sunday, but uh, I, I mean, I think that I think the three points at home, I think it's a low scoring game. I think Cleveland scores the first touchdown and I don't think there's going to be many touchdowns in this game. I'll take the Browns on the home field. I think it just take the better defense in this matchup. Yeah, you're counting on the defense in the low scoring matchup. The, the only thing is that Jaguars defense, they looked terrible last week. I think that's an outlier. They're actually pretty good and they're going to step up more without T-Law. But Trevor we'll Lawrence at- isn't out yet. He's going to be. He's got a high ankle sprain, and they have a long playoff push ahead of him, I think. Yeah, but they just lost last week. I mean, this isn't a game that you can just throw away. The Texans are on their ass. He's your franchise QB, though. I don't think they rush him back this week. I think if he can play, he's going to play this week. They're not going to leave him out. Really? I mean, we saw this earlier this year when he had that knee brace, and he still played, and he dealt. Um, The fact that he was able to walk off the field without a cart last night, and that was kind of crazy. They had him walking that far. Um. The fact that I was, was I, did you see the meme? It was like the yeah. Jaguars could afford to have a pool in their stadium, but not a golf cart to take yeah. their fucking quarterback. Or like the guy that was trying to back up the car, like the guy with the cart trying to get the out. The Austin Powers meme. He's like yeah. trying to get around. Free plug here. We're not affiliated. Shout out NFL memes. Huff and I die over those. I think we've said it multiple <laughs> times a week. Best parody account you can follow out there. But um, yeah, I I don't I don't think he's gonna play this week. I would personally sit him out, even if he's a little banged up. Just short week, you know, coming off of Monday Night Football. But the things I'm looking at in this one, I think I lean the Jags money line. Don't think I'll play it just because Trevor uh, Travis Etienne has been a dog lately. CJ Beathard, he's played and that Niners team and been pretty decent in the NFL before. But I like Pedersen as a coach, better head coach. 
better running back, better weapons on the outside. We saw Engram really popping off with Beathard, so maybe that's a good prop to look at. But I'm not going to card one of these sides, but I do lean the Jags to get this one done. Not high on the weapons that the Browns have. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the Jags as well. I'm not probably not going to have a play on this one, but if I had to cap it, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about C.J. Beathard if, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. I mean, it's de definitely going to be a low-scoring game, a lot of defense in this game. And um, it's just Joe Flacco against T.J. Beathard at that, at that point. I like the Jags team overall more than the Browns. Like you said, Travis Etienne should have a pretty good game. He's been going off recently. And um, and they have the weapons over there in Jacksonville. So um, if you could just get somebody open, make a few big, big plays, I think it'll be enough. Good stuff on that one, boys. Heading uh, down south here, Bucks and Falcons in Atlanta. Atlanta, the favorite here, two and a half points for them. Minus 136 on the money line, Bucks plus 116, total 39 and a half. Trends I have here, the total has gone over in six out of Tampa Bay's last seven games when playing on the road against Atlanta. Tampa Bay, five and one against the spread in their last six on the road. Atlanta, six and two straight up in their last eight at home. Pretty like interesting the trends there. Oh. What are you thinking, Huff? Sorry. I like the Falcons here. I was on them last week. I'm buying. I jumped ship from the Saints. I'm on the Falcons. Falcons are going to win this division. This is a huge game for them this week at home against a division rival that's up against also for the division. Those three teams are all in a little bit of a race. I already said I think the Saints are out of it. And once the Falcons beat the Bucks this week, I think it's going to be the Falcons division to lose. Not necessarily a good team. We're going to be hard for them to lose it. But I think the Falcons come out with a big win here at home. Bijan Robinson's going to get in the end zone. I took him last week. He did not get in. I took the Falcons money line. I mean, in a 13-8 game, I don't even think they fucking scored a touchdown. Pruitt got the first one. Then you knew there was nothing else after that. But I'm going to go with the Falcons here. Cover the number at home. Minus two and a half. I'm on Atlanta. I'll probably regret it come Sunday. Let me know why you guys are on Tampa Bay. <laughs> I'm not on Tampa. Ace, you're muted. I'm on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're winning this division. They have the best players in this division, too, on the offensive side of the ball, I think. We saw Chris Godwin really coming back to life. Mike Evans, contract year. Guy keeps cementing himself in that top 10 receiver realm, in my opinion. Um, he's uncoverable, and he's just going off week after week. I don't know if you guys saw last week that long touchdown he had. That was crazy. Um, and then Rashad White, he's, you know how I was talking about ETN and uh, Kenneth Walker as the top slept-on running backs? Could be Rashad White. Leads the league in missed tackles for us. Um, guy finds the end zone every week, putting up over 100. Uh, we're in a good part of the Baker cycle for him to grab another win right here. And then that defense, we know how good they can be at times. So I like the veteran team. I know it's tough going into Atlanta because Desmond Ritter hates losing at home. But uh, I think this game's too important. I think the Saints could drop one to the Panthers, like Huff was alluding to earlier, in which case the Bucks can take this division. I think this crucial game, give me the veteran team and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think the Falcons are ready yet. I'm with you. I'm with uh, Huff here on this one. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons uh, at home. Um, I mean, this division is just so shitty. I mean, the Bucks got a nice win last week, but they dropped four straight before that. Not really playing the best football. Uh, the defense is getting exposed as well. That defense that we've talked highly about, the veteran defense, hasn't been playing the best. Um, Didn't they play the Panthers last week? Who, who did? The Bucks. the Bucks. I don't know. They won. Yeah. I mean, the Panthers have one win. I, the and they pushed. They couldn't even cover a three-point spread. They pushed. What they makes you think push. they're going to go into Atlanta and win this game? They, they looked good in their push, though. They did. <laughs> it was a backdoor cover, too. I mean, backdoor Yeah, I don't push. think the Bucs have much going except for Mike Evans. And Mike Evans says what he wants every week. But um, I, I don't know. I don't think that they have enough to win this division. And I think the Falcons 
I, I don't think the Saints are going to lose to the Panthers, but I do think the Falcons uh, need to keep this pace going and win this, win this game as well for the division lead. I know the Falcons have played the Jets and the Saints in the past two weeks, but they haven't let up a touchdown in the past two games. Not a big deal. It's a pretty good stat. Jets and the Saints said enough. I I I'm I might good. I might end up carding the Bucks again. They burnt me with that CJ Stroud week a few weeks back, but that Texans team's good. They kind of fucked me last week with that minus three, <laughs> but I like them right here this week. I think they're going to win. Maybe I'll just do a Mike Evans prop though, because that guy's just fucking great, like Mackie said. So I'm looking at the Bucks. I'm looking at Mike Evans. I don't, I don't I can't see myself betting on this Falcons team in this spot. Alrighty, boys here. Another game here in the one o'clock slate. The Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears in Chicago. Lions, the favorite here in Chicago. Minus three for them. Minus 168 on the money line. 40 and a half is the total trends I got here. Detroit, six and one straight up and against the spread in their last seven games on the road. Total has gone under in four out of Chicago's last five games. Chicago, four and two against the spread in their last six. What? What is this line? It makes no sense. I, I'm going to bite the trap. Give me the lines minus three. I, I don't think the Bears. I don't think the Bears put up a fight like they did when the game was in Detroit a couple of weeks ago. I know the lines have looked sketchy. They they let the Saints come back last week. I had the lines minus the four and a half. They win by five. I should not have had to sweat that game out in the fourth quarter the way I did. But being up twenty one nothing, their defense is going to let anyone in the game. Bears have a great defense. Everyone loves to overlook the Bears defense. I think it could stumble the lines a little bit. But getting only minus three, give me the Lions. They've been covering the number as road favorites all year. They're the best team with a, a spread of minus three or better this or less this year. I should say Love that. that stat. I'm going to go with the Lions minus three. Yeah, you know what's scary, Huff, is I feel like the rest of America is going to be right there with you. The I agree. I, so I said I'll bite the tra- This is the game. I'm just it. biting the trap. I'll I know. I think, I think we're all going to do it. We're all going to bite a piece of the pie, and hopefully it tastes good. I mean, I'm going to do it, too. I saw this line. I looked earlier in the week, and I was all over that minus three. I mean, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, they've been firing on all cylinders. Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the best receivers in the league, and obviously Sam Bears, Bears best rushing defense in the NFL. Bears are the best rushing defense in the NFL. It's a good matchup. It's going to make me stay away from uh, any props. They have all those names they paid for in the offseason, the Bears do. But I just don't see any chance they win this game and spoil the Detroit Lions. I think they got their big win on Monday Night Football. Similar to the Jake Browning scenario, I think these teams play up for that primetime game. In a mid-Sunday game, I'm I'm going with the Lions here. I think they put up way too many points. I don't think it's going to be like the Vikings thing where they're waiting until the third quarter to score touchdowns and they're trading field goals. If you're trading field goals, they're going to be putting up sixes on the other side from Detroit. So you got to answer it with some points, and they're not going to be able to do that. Hammering the Lions minus three. I'm not a big Lions guy. I haven't been on them much this year. I know they're a good team and exciting, but give me the Lions this week. I think that's a lot. Yeah, I'm 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 falling for the trap. I really don't care. I mean, Vegas has been getting killed all season on plays. Like yeah, this. exactly. You might actually see 95% of the money on Detroit this week. I'm not even kidding. But I see 62 right now. That's nothing crazy at all. Fandle's shown 69. What is going on? I don't understand. What, I'm, we're missing something. I'm taking the Lions. Jared Goff had a bad game last week. CBS is saying 74% of the money is on the, on the Bears plus three. I like that. Give me the Lions minus the three points. Interesting. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's freaking me out. All righty. Our final one o'clock game here. Houston Texans, New York Jets in New York. Texans are the favorite here. Five and a half points for them. Minus 240 on the money line. Total 32 and a half. No trends for me here on this final one o'clock game here in week 14. Huff, why don't you get us rolling here on this one? 
Yeah. Um, another team that I've been fading the past few weeks is the New York Jets. I'm going to do it again here. CJ Stroud and the Texans are going to, I faded, or I didn't take the Broncos last week. I said they were going to lose at home. Uh, they pick up a nice win that, uh, over my Denver Broncos, Russ and my Broncos, but I think the Texans get a win here. Road win in MetLife, one o'clock on a Sunday. Give me the Saints, or give me the Texans. I'm going to say the Saints. Give me the Texans minus the points. Uh, the Jets, obviously, putting in Trevor Simeon on Sunday or whenever the fuck their game was to provide a spark might be one why of the most pathetic things this? I've ever heard by an NFL coach. Dude, you, why, would you, why would you do that? Like, just put Zach well, Wilson in. No, they did. They Zach asked him to, and he doesn't want to play. Wilson doesn't want to go in. Uh, that team's a dumpster fire. Uh, Huff, hammer. Huff, imagine, you, Huff, imagine you were like, Hey, Zach Wilson, you want to go in your Robert Saul? He's like, nah. It's like, all right, you're I'm never, starting sure. my, you're never start stepping foot on the field for my team again. Robert Saul doesn't make any fucking decisions anyway. He's a puppet. And I'm pretty sure Aaron, allowed to. I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers told Zach Wilson, like, you don't want to fucking play. Don't go out there and play. Like, they benched you for this idiot, and now they want to go right back to you. I get Not it. I understand it. That. But Zach Wilson, you have no ground to stand on. I mean. Mm. You you're playing did, for a you job. Might, you you're might never you might never play another step of football in the NFL ever again. You're gonna turn one down right now. I don't understand that at all. But it's also a shitty situation. You're gonna go in there and you're gonna get lit up and you're gonna look even worse regardless. So you really want to go out there and do that to yourself? Not really. I understand it. I get it. But like it's a lose lose situation. I am happy they're bringing Semyon. I think they waited too long. They went out and got him, not Tim Boyle. When people were mad that Wilson was still starting early on when Rodgers was hurt. Remember they brought in Semyon? We've seen him before play with the Broncos. I think someone else. But I don't think he can be worse than Tim Boyle. That guy is brutal. Zach Wilson not been playing well in the NFL. I, I like I like, uh, I like the Semyon move here. I think that might spark him a bit. But I'm not staying away from CJ Stroud. Love Stroud and the Texans here this week. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Texans as well. I don't really have much explanation. But um, Jets suck. They're like... Like you said, Huff, they're a dumpster fire, so move on from this game. Wait, last thing though, Huff, you're taking the Texans with the points? Gonna be sweaty though, that defense is real. And no tank Dell now. Good point, I forgot about that. Damian Pierce came back though, he looked like a valid running back, which was nice to see, so you get another Nico Collins looks like he's just like, fuck that, it's not, it wasn't Tank Dell that was doing that good, it's CJ that's putting him open, but Nico Collins looked like a great fucking fill-in last week, I mean, you want to call him a fill-in, but... He did a few weeks ago, too. He looked like a top receiver in the NFL. I saw a lot of people that think he's one of the next big receivers. And besides Nico Collins, I think they also have um, another guy. There's out there. one more guy. I can't think of his name. They have Robert Woods. They have Nico Collins, Tank Dellum. There's one more. Mechie. No, they have Mechie. I thought they had another one. Though. They do have John Mechie as well. I know. I'm, I can't think of who you're talking about. They also have Dalton Schultz, but that's not who you're thinking of. No, Nico Collins, and there's another one. Another receiver. I got to look it up real quick. I was going to say, we could sit here all day. I'm not going to guess it. Yeah, jump on the next one. I'll just blurt it out and you'll be like, oh, yeah. No Brown? Yup, exactly. No Brown was in Dallas. Yeah. He's he he was injured last week, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Him and Collins have been in and out of the lineup, but they're solid. Alrighty, boys. On to the 4 o'clock slate here. First game up, Seattle Seahawks. San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. Big spread here. Ten and a half points for San Francisco. Minus 560 on the money line. 46 and a half is the total trends I got here. Uh, For just the second time since 2011, Seattle is a double-digit dog. 49ers 11-1 against the spread in their last 12 divisional games. And the Seahawks have failed to cover six straight December games. What are we thinking here? First 4 o'clock matchup on the Week 14 slate. Who wants to get us rolling here? 
Yeah, we already saw the Niners murder Seattle in Seattle. So uh, I, I don't see a I see a big mismatch here. I think the Niners coming off another shelling by uh to the used to I guess they still are the number one seed in the NFC, the ten and two Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're just gonna keep rolling. This team is so good, so well rounded. They don't really have a weak spot. They just keep playing like that, especially in a divisional matchup. Um, I don't see anybody stopping them right now. Niners minus ten. That's yeah, I agree. This is first this half is minus be... six and a half, minus ten full game. I mean, this team is so good. Yeah, this is gonna be one of the games where I truly can just take a big spread, not have to worry too much about it. I'm on the Niners minus the points. For every reason, I, like I, you're thinking. You of. could Yeah, you're gonna get CMC's touchdown. You know he's gonna score again. Maybe I mean Debo was a great hit off the card last week. I should have carded it with all the shit he was talking all offseason. I mean, way to back the shit you talk, San Francisco 49ers. Way to set yourself up for round three. In the NFC Championship. Sorry, Mackie. I know your Cowboys can't do it, and I hope they do. I'm not a big Eagles guy, but realistically, it's probably going to be a round three matchup. One-to-one. Way to be Niners last week. They literally went in to the link and made it their home. They they showed all the flaws that those Eagles have. Maybe the Cowboys can capitalize on them, but this Niners team is legit, and I am fully bought back in. I haven't lost a step from it. I figured they'd get back to it, but since the bye, they've been lights out. So confident in them winning the NFC and then winning the Super Bowl. That's what I locked the season, so I'm going to ride minus 10 once again here. Eagles aren't getting there. Huff. What? Oklahoma up nine, eight minutes left in the first half. Water Atlantic up three. Nice. I was going to say, I, didn't, I kind of totally forgot about that Oklahoma game. It was at seven. I knew FAU was on. Wisconsin, man. All right, another 4 o'clock game here. The Minnesota Vikings, Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas. Vikings are the favorite here. Three points for them. Minus 164 in the money line. 40 and a half is the total. No trends for me coming out of this one. Who wants to start off with this game out in Vegas? Raiders have looked good, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think Aiden O'Donnell is the answer. Um, we were talk- Me and Ace were talking about this earlier. The Vikings aren't as good as they really make out to be. I know they started 1-5, and, and they're only 6-6 six and six now. But um, I don't know about this Josh Dobbs led team. I mean, they're, they're I, I think they're a bit overrated now after that win streak. You're getting Jettis back this week, which is huge. Um, but I don't know this Raiders team. I'm not high on them. I I don't think they should have five wins. I think the Vikings can go on the road and get a win here. Uh, could be a one, two, two, three point game. So the spread's kind of sketchy, but the money line should be safe. Ace, what do you think? Yeah, Mac, I agree with the points you said. But one thing that I love about this week, a you get Jettis back. But B, they're coming off of the bye. I think that's massive against one of the worst defenses of the league in the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I, I mean, I just value it more for the, the Vikings. They really needed that bye, in my opinion. Raiders were kind of playing some decent football from the Raiders' standards, I guess. I know they had a tough loss to the Chiefs, but um, I think that might have slowed them up a bit, any momentum they had. I think Josh Dobbs gets back on track. The team gets healthier. Love a minus three this week. I'm probably going to card it. I think they stay in the playoff race. They're going to be a wild card team. I don't think they're going to be able to push the Lions for the division come that two-game matchup they have later in the season. But I think Dobbs gets back on the right foot after four interceptions in a tough divisional Monday night game. You get Jettis back, Addison, Hawkinson. Um, I think they'll be gone. I, I, I like the Vikes minus three here. Yeah, I, I lean Minnesota here. I kind of like the under in this game, the 40 and a half. I don't think there's going to be too many points in this game. Like you said, both teams coming off a bye. I think the game could start kind of slow. I know that doesn't really add up with the under and the both teams coming off a bye, but in Vegas, I'm not expecting much from this game. I definitely lean the Vikings minus the three. I also like the under. 
Yeah, actually, I, Huff, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you, you like unders a lot more than I do. But I, I actually picked out a few overs I like this week, and this is actually one of them. Just because, hey, like you said, coming off the buys, but like those two defenses are so weak. Not many playmakers on that side of the ball for either side. And a good, a good running game for the for the um, Raiders, and then you have a great great passing attack. I'm so excited to see what they can do now with Jefferson in the mix with all those guys. You, you think yeah, he's hitting the gritty at, at Allegiant Stadium? You think there's any? You might we might get some great value on a Jefferson touchdown. There's no one on that side of the ball to match up with him. Yeah, true. That's a good point. I'll definitely have to look at that. Alrighty, on to our next four o'clock matchup here: Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Chargers in LA. LA the favorite, or LA Chargers the favorite here, minus two and a half, minus one fifty four on the money line, total at forty three and a half. No trends from me here in this four o'clock game. Huff, why don't you get us started here? Game of the week, Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos, plus 135 on the money line. They win this game, get back in the hunt for the playoffs. Chargers are a dumpster fire. Most pathetic win I've ever seen in the regular season all week, last week, winning 6 nothing against Aces Patriots. Chargers should be ashamed of themselves. They should want to miss the playoffs. Dude, absolutely clear house in L.A. Give me the Broncos. Tough divisional game. Road dog. Love the Broncos here. Get back on the win streak. Keep it going. Russ, let Russ cook. Mackie, go. I don't have to, I, I actually don't have to say a word. I'm just exactly what you just said. Yeah. I don't have to say a word. Yeah, I'm not touching this game. I'm not touching it because Broncos I, I, whale. I'm not high. I'm not high on the Broncos like you guys, but I, like Chargers, I can't see them winning and covering, but they have a lot of, they have a lot of talent. It's a divisional game. Um, Broncos. I think the Broncos are a playoff team. I'm gonna say I, I think do too. They're a playoff team, and I think that you need to win this game. And dude, they get this. What are they six and six right now? Uh, yeah, yeah they are. Okay, so let's let's go over the schedule coming up. You have, oh shit! All right, so Chargers yeah. this week. When do they right. get? They already played the Chiefs twice. So you have the Chargers. You have two games against the Chargers. Let's say they split them. Okay. And you have the line in 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 Detroit. You're gonna lose that one. You beat the Patriots. You beat the win, Raiders. Win, win, win. So they'd finish nine and eight. Playoffs, yeah. I think that's best scenario as well, to be honest. Yeah. But um, that, I don't know, that dude, they get... beat the they beat the Chiefs. They beat. I mean, I don't know. I could see them. I could see them go two and zero against the Chargers for sure. I don't think that's that, crazy. That's that's what they would have to do because they're not going to go into Detroit and beat beat the Lions. I don't think. It's Saturday night football. Why is that game on a Saturday? Saturday at eight fifteen. Anything can happen in Detroit. You're right. You're right. But I think the Broncos are at least a fringe playoff team. Um, going to six and seven would kill their season. I think they get a win here. Oh, it's on Saturday because that's the first week I'm without college football. The NFL always steals Saturdays as soon as college football goes oh, away. I, for I am going to say this. This might make you guys happier more than it does make you bad. I'm going to go with the Chargers to win this game. I really am. I think. I think they're. What's their record now? Five and Five seven. And seven. Yeah, I think I think they even up. I think they might finish ahead of the charge or the Broncos in the standings. I don't know their, I don't know their uh, schedule down the stretch, but I, I'm gonna make it so we don't have a clean sweep of the Broncos across the board. That probably makes you feel better about your Broncos pick. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the Chargers. I think Eckler finds the end zone. Mackey on the card last week. Um, tough, tough go, but I think he gets in there this week. Eckler doesn't have a, Eckler doesn't have a run from for over ten yards in two games. Yeah, that's he's right. He's, he's receiving. He's running back, in though. mud right now. He he's doing absolutely nothing. I mean, I cannot. I he's he's just one of the worst players at his position right now. He's doing absolutely nothing. Hey, here's the Chargers' schedule to close out the season: home against the Broncos this week, 
at Vegas, another divisional game. Home against the Bills, at Denver, divisional game. Home against the Chiefs, divisional game. They still have four out of four out of their last five. Does that change your guys' opinion, though, that they play the Broncos in Denver down the stretch? Like, Does that make you a little weary taking the Broncos this week on the road? No, I truly think the Broncos get 2-0 against them. I think this is an absolute must-win game if you're if the Denver, for the Denver Broncos. It's they a have to win, win this game, game for the both sides of the ball for sure. Staley's playing. Charges are out. Charges are done. Charges, Charges are done. They're done. They're dude. I mean, they won. watch the Bengals. They, watch the Bengals beat the Colts this week, and look everybody's at that seven game and six. Week. They're six and seven. Look at that game last week. I mean, if that doesn't say that they're done, they shouldn't want to make the playoffs. Team's not doing anything. There's no way. They're five and seven. You're getting a bad draft pick either way. I think they're going to go for broke. I, I think they're too good, but they're pretty banged up. Um, yeah, I'm still taking the Chargers here. I think this is going to be a tight game. I do think there is a lot of points, though. I think there's a lot of air yards between both quarterbacks. You know what? The Chargers will at least hang around. They might not win it, Mackie, but you know they'll put up 20 plus. I think it's 20 plus from both sides this week. Like the over? Yeah, I do. I think Keenan Allen is a big day, too. That guy's looked great. Him and Mike Evans, those those are the two older... Cortland Sutton, too. Those three guys, really, they're vets now. Um, having good seasons. Sutton and Allen, that's a good parlay piece. You get some good odds on that. Throw a half a unit on Sutton, uh, Allen, anytime TD parlay. Sutton's been cashing. Yeah, he's been good. He's a good receiver. and every They drafted all these guys to come in and take his spot, and none of them can. He's the, the consistent bonafide stud. Um, guys like Judy, oh, get me so low on him. Javante Williams. That's why I'm so low on the, the Broncos, I think. All these guys are supposed to be the highlight real good players for them. Just fucking duds. I yeah, I know what you mean. I still I, I still think Jerry Judy can be good. I just know he's had a not bad there. Year. Yeah. Get out of Denver. Bring yeah, him to New England next year. I think it's a change of scenery thing. They get a get a third or I don't even know what kind of pick he'd be worth, but if it's not working there, don't hold on to it too long. But he is a stud athlete. Like you gotta at least let it you know what I mean, work its like spin the tires a little bit. Like he's yeah, a freak I d- athlete. I'll tell you, you what. Give, give me Caleb Williams. Give me Jerry Judy next year. I would not be. Mad. I'd rather more of an Harrison. I'd say fuck the quarterback. No, Mac and I talked about that. I can't be mad with anything. That's why I keep losing. Put yourself in a good spot where you get a good option no matter what. Draft Marvin Harrison. Sign like Kirk Cousins. Do that for a year. We'll see. Let's get into this uh, Sunday night football game. It's a good one. Gotta go over Chiefs Bills for. Oh, okay, so I think I we got, yeah, we all got right, one yeah. more. All right, all right, one more. I'm so excited for that divisional matchup, boys. There, boys. Last four o'clock game here. Bills Chiefs in Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs the favorite here. Two and a half points for them. Minus one thirty eight on the money line. Bills money line plus one eighteen. Total forty seven and a half. Trends from me here. Chiefs twelve and one straight up in their last thirteen conference games. Seventeen and two straight up in their last nineteen games played in December. Over is 10-1 and one in the Bills' last 11 games as the underdog. And the Bills are just 1-7 against the spread in their last eight games. With those trends in mind, 2.5 points the spread here, 47.5 the total. What are you guys thinking here for this final 4 o'clock matchup? Ace, what I said to Mackie before we got going here was if you would have showed us this, this slate week one, we would have been like, Bills, Chiefs, game of the week for sure. Not it's even going to be a great game. It's a good game, but like none of us are that excited for this game because one, I the Bills aren't the Bills this year, and the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs. 
it's going to be a high-scoring matchup, though. You know Allen and Mahomes are going to be chucking it. Mahomes, he always suns them, so I'm going to take the Chiefs here. I think it's a big bounce-back week. I feel like I say that a lot. I'm, I'm on these Chiefs. I mean, they're going to make their run. And Mackie said it earlier. He said they're going to get going, and I think it starts with a big win um, over the Buffalo Bills like they always do. We're going to have Tony Romo on the call. Love that, too. So Kelsey missed the end zone last week. I bet you he gets in here. Give me the Chiefs here. They're going to cover with, with the points. Patrick Mahomes is going to have a big game. Tony Romo is going to be calling it. It's going to be tight throughout, though. And I like the over here, definitely. Mackie, let me know what you think about this matchup. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm back and forth on this one. But at the end, I really do think Chiefs will end up covering this game. It's it's in December. They've owned December for the past five years. You said 17 Great point. in their last, Great point. Their last 19 in December. It's still Pat Mahomes. It's still Travis Kelsey. They're going to get theirs. It's just, it's the story of the Bills season. I mean, they're just going to come up short once again. I think Josh Allen's going to play a good game. Um, I, I, I think there will be a lot of points. I think it's going to be a vintage uh, Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes. But um, the Bills just really aren't good enough this year. They're banged up. Uh, they can't. Josh Allen's just not just turning the ball over way too much. I think he's still going to find his turnovers in this game. Um, a lot of points, a lot of numbers put up by both quarterbacks. But I just think Pat Mahomes gets the best one at the end of the day. And with a two and a half point spread, I mean, we could see a, a field goal. Um, break a tie to, to end regulation how funny would it be if this game goes over time and josh allen doesn't touch the ball and he loses please <laughs> let that happen i would laugh oh my Dude, god that would be perfect scenario just comical nfl sunday football He's, this game goes to overtime like 30 to 30 game of the week like the eagles two weeks ago I was just so rooting for the Eagles just get the ball and go right down the field and not even give him a chance because now every time you know he's still never won a game in overtime. Yeah, he's never won a game. They're acting like even if he touched it, he would have won. He's still never won a game. He wouldn't have won yeah, that one. Exactly. So uh, I don't know. I like the over. I like what you guys are saying about the over. Give me Kansas City minus the two and a half points. I I would love love like fingers crossed. One hope and dream for this week is Josh Allen to lose this game in overtime. That would be the best scenario. That'd be so funny. And I'm not really that big of a chiefs fan. I just think that'd be hilarious. I'll tell you what though. This is, this might be one of the most fun overs to bet this year. You get two of the biggest armed quarterbacks in the league going head to head. Um, I, I bet you see this one on my card. 28, 24 chiefs. You don't think anybody's touching the thirties. Twenty-eight. I'm going to say 34-24, Chiefs. I'm going to go 30-27, Chiefs. I like it. I like it. I like those uh, those scoring predictions here. Why don't we jump into our Sunday night football game here, the Philadelphia Eagles visiting Mackey's Dallas Cowboys. Uh, The Cowboys, the favorite here, three and a half points for them. Their money line minus 174. Eagles money line at plus 146, total 52 and a half. Trends for me here. Cowboys 14 and 0 straight up in their last 14 games at home. 11 and 1 straight up in their last 12 games in December. Over is 10 and 1 in Philadelphia's last 11 games played in December. And the Eagles 12 and 2 straight up in their last 14 games on the road. So lots of trends here pointing at the over, pointing at each team uh, respectively. But Mackie, we got to hear from you, Dallas correspondent. Mackie, what do you think? Yeah, um, you guys know I'm pretty real about these Cowboys. I, I like I'll I'll be real when I think they're gonna lose, and I, I'm I got the Niners. I thought they were probably gonna lose last Eagles game. I knew we were gonna lose that game, um, even though they played better than I thought that they would. They're not gonna lose this football game in Dallas. Um, they're honestly, in my opinion, the better team. We saw it last game. Dak Prescott was the better quarterback between the two of them. He outplayed Jalen Hurts. The whole team kind of outplayed um, the Eagles team. Bounces didn't go our way. 
uh two point conversion kind of fucked us but um we are in the link we're going home now we're not going to lose this game i think this is huge for dak prescott he's got all the confidence in the world um puff we just hit oklahoma minus one and a half first half by the way love that but um yeah i i, I put my trust in dak i think cd lamb has a huge game as well a lot of defense in this one i don't i don't see a lot of points but i i mean I, I really think the Cowboys are the better team here. We're not going to drop both of them to the Eagles. We want to have a shot to win this division. Uh, it's got to happen here. I think this is a great match. Give me tell the me Cowboys minus wow. three. Wow! I already, I already have it on. I already have it on the book, Mackie. They were minus three and a half. I bought the half a point though. Why are you saying wow? I like. The I was expecting today. you to be on the Eagles. No, fuck the Eagles, dude. They're a good team, but. Um, they've been playing bad football of late, in they my have, opinion. Right? Think about that Chiefs game, that Bills game, and the last game where they got slaughtered. Um, I love the Cowboys at home. It's a great place for them to play. They always have success. I think they're going to put up too many points for Jalen Hurts and the boys to do as well. I am nervous about Dak Prescott throwing interceptions. That's probably my biggest worry about this upcoming game is ball security. But I think that the Cowboys are in a great spot to cover the three. Um, you're probably going to see this on my card. I, I, I really do think they win this one at home, um, give themselves a chance of taking the division as well. But uh, it's going to be a great game. I think there's, I don't know, I'm, I don't have a side on the over-under, but yeah, i got the Cowboys minus three. CeeDee Lamb's going to continue his reign. I know he's got a tough matchup ahead of him, but I mean, how can he not? Jake Ferguson too, maybe this is a great week for his props because they're going to be asking him to check down a bit more, especially in the prime time. Um, so I'll have some extra props. I love throwing them on the Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night for you guys. I know a lot of people are looking into those. Um, so I'll dive deep and find the best plays there. But yeah, Cowboys minus three. They're going to beat the Eagles this week. I know all my Philly friends that are listening don't like to hear it, but it's true. I heard one of the Phillies guys say they're going to lose to the Niners and lose to the Cowboys. So I'm going to take it and run with it. Give me the Cowboys minus three. Mackie's favorite yeah, song. Yeah, I don't really have a... I don't really, I don't really love a side on this game. I think this obviously is for sure the game of the week. I said it last week when they were playing the the Niners, and I said it when they were playing the Chiefs. Getting the Eagles at plus money is just crazy, and there's always going to be value on that. But like Mackie said, they haven't been playing their best ball the past couple of weeks. I just don't know if they can lose two games in a row. This is a huge game this week. Obviously, division on the line. Can the Eagles step up when it matters the most on the road? Sunday night football. They're the best. They've been the best Sunday night football team. I know they play the most games, but in the prime time, they've had the best record over the past two seasons with Jalen Hurts. I lean the Eagles. I don't love the spread either way. I don't know which way I'm going on this one. I'd wait until Sunday. Wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys win this game at all with the way the Eagles have been playing. Mackie, how long until you start singing that fight song for the Cowboys? I think uh, that's what's going to take for them game. to win. No, I think, yeah, you might have to start doing it or else you're never going to see the Super Bowl. Maybe if, if they, you start doing it if they win the this playoffs, game, I might have to rip it. I might have to rip it. Mackie is the key to Dallas, yeah. I think. Okay, you you got to well, get the suit, this game, too. Right, you got to get the, the suit with the overalls and the hands and the funky hat. The cowboy hat, the, over, the huge what, cowboy hat. What was your quote? I'm not going to use your exact wording, but you were basically saying it was sad sight to be a Cowboys fan in it's it's just very it's, no, he's, it makes me uncomfortable. You know what he said. Hard. I know. What yeah. He's okay. Let's just move on from this segment. Let's go, Cowboys. <laughs> Big game Sunday night. Looking forward to it. Yes, Jalen hurts anytime touchdown lock. Yeah, I mean, before oh, it's banned, it. you might as well bet it every week until it's banned. TD Lamb's also going to score. Mac, are you happy about that one? Yeah, Jake that's Ferguson, what I want to hear. I would take Jake Ferguson first touchdown if he knew how to fucking catch. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm mad at him. He's a tight end. They don't get a they great don't fully game last understand. week, too. 
Dude, he fucking dropped one in the end zone, and then Dak threw one a little low. He wanted to go to him again. Me Don't blame me, Dak. Me and for oh, I'm gonna blame him, dude. That ball was four feet off the ground. That should have been a touchdown. <laughs> four feet's not bad. Four feet to the chest. It was a bad throw. Four feet higher, Des would have caught it. <laughs> what do you? Des did catch it. Embrace debate, not on this episode. God, I would have so much ammo if he just caught that. We would have won the Super Bowl. You guys would never be able to chirp me ever. Is that the I'm telling you, you know what it takes to break the curse, man. We're waiting for it one day on the pod. Give us your best rendition of it. It's going to be the Rangers. Rangers are giving me one first. All righty. Cowboys in the prime time here this week. We'll be talking about that one on our Sunday live stream, 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube and Rumble. Make sure you tune in for that. Let's jump over to these two games on Monday night, both at the same time. Just love that. Love that they don't stagger starts. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, the heavy favorite here in uh, at home. 13 and a half points here on FanDuel. Minus 900 on the money line. My favorite bet of the week. And a under over under of a solid 47 points. The trends I got here, Dolphins 17 and 2 straight up in their last 19 games at home. Titans 1 and 10 straight up in their last 11 games on the road including 9 straight. Under 11 and 3 in the past 14 meetings here in Miami and the under is 12 and 4 in Tennessee's last 16 games. So trends pointing there at the under as well as um the Dolphins here obviously, but 13 and a half points is the question. Ace, what are you thinking here coming into this first Monday night game? My initial thought is I want to take this large spread, but I just came off of a doozy on Monday Night Football. I went 2-1, and one and I made good units up there, I think like two or three units, but I got crushed on that big spread of the heavily favored team. I think I'm going to stay away from a big spread on Monday Night Football. Those of you that are thinking it's, it's, it's basically like a college game, they're going to crush them. We bet these spreads all the time. I don't know. Be wary of Monday Night Football, especially against a Mike Rabel coach team. I think I might go back to old reliable. Tyreek Hill on the catches. He didn't get last week. Um, just because of the way the game went. Got that tutty, though. Yeah, his touchdown automatic. Him, Mostert, too. Him and Mostert, I mean, those could just be my two plays. So, you know I'll have two to three props on this one. Definitely check back, like I said, for our Sunday night game. But Mostert and Hill, they're they're automatic. I mean, even a chain grabbed a pair last week. So, any anytime guy you can grab this week, I say grab him. But don't be surprised if Levis somehow finds a way to keep it close just because it's Monday night football I would be surprised. I love the Dolphins here. Big number, bad team. Love the Dolphins at home. Monday Night Football. Tyree Kill, two touchdowns. Mostert, two touchdowns. They're going to spread the love around, so it's not both going to hit. Dolphins minus 13. Don't overthink this one. Ace, I understand why you're not on it. I'm usually the one that overthinks these huge spreads, and I'd take the Titans here. Give me the Dolphins at home. They're going to murder the Titans. Yeah, I think the 13 should be safe. I I like a first half spread as well. I just think the Titans aren't very good. We did see a little firepower from Will Levis last week. Him and D-Hop kind of got at, went at it. It's nice to see your quarterback show that passion, especially as a rookie, kind of take control. So um, maybe wouldn't be surprised if we saw something something, something out of him this week that we weren't expecting. But, I mean, this Dolphins team, they do it every single time they play a shitty team. They just blow them out. Um, they put up numbers, put 40 points, 45 last week against the Commanders. Um, we're going to see those guys, those star players. going to see Tyreek Hill, uh, Moster, even a chain probably. I'm um, getting the end zone, so uh, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins minus 13. The the Dolphins just score way too fast for this Titans team. This Titans team likes to play low, keep it to the close to the chest, run the ball with Derrick Henry, get down to the goal line, let him chew it up three times. 
Meanwhile, next thing you know, there's nine minutes or eight minutes taken off the clock in the Tennessee Titans goal line, or you know what I mean, 25-yard line to goal line drive and a 75-yard drive. They're eating up eight minutes. This Dolphins team can score on any given play. I just think the points are going to get out of hand for Tennessee. Give me the Dolphins to cover the number. Solid stuff there, boys. Let's move over to this next Monday Night Football game here. The Green Bay Packers, the New York Giants in New York. Packers the favorite here. Six and a half points for them. Minus 320 on the money line. 37 and a half is the total. Trends I got. Giants, 1 and 10 straight up in their last 11 games played on a Monday, including eight straight under 10 and 2 in the Giants' last 12 games as the underdog. Packers, 16 and 0 straight up in their last 16 games played in December. Don't love that stat. Mackie, you want to start us off here on this second Monday night football game? What do you got for us? Yeah, give me Jordan Love and the Packers. I mean, this team's playing really good football. Big win last week. Um, Sunday night, Monday night, Sunday night, I think it was. Uh, Jordan Love just has a lot of confidence. I didn't, it wasn't very high in him coming into the season. I was right about the beginning of the season. He didn't have a lot in him, but he's gaining a lot of confidence. He's playing really good football. Um, he's moving the ball with confidence. He's moving out of the pocket. Um, he's just kind of. But everything's coming full swing for him. I like this Packers team. I think that they can, uh, in the future, be a very good, be a contender and be a very good team. Might, might even see them squeak into the playoffs this year. But um, this Giants team has nothing going for them. I don't think they're going to put up many points. Their defense isn't even that good, so it leaves room for the Packers to put up points. Um, I like the under, but I do like the Packers to cover. Six and a half. I'm not watching this game, and I'm not betting on this game with the Dolphins game on, I'll tell you. But I do think, I think the Packers could lose this game. Really do. I'm I kind of agree, Ace. I think this is a very good spot for the Giants to play You're spoiler. Crazy. I don't think they're going to. I don't think I kind of lean the I kind of lean the Giants. I like a Barkley touchdown. I think the Giants can squeak this thing out and at least keep it close. I won't take it on my card. You might see the Barkley touchdown on my card. Yeah, I, I that's not a bad stuff, but I don't think there's Barkley be just seems points. he seems useless these past few weeks. I mean the Giants are so bad I can't even play him in fantasy. He hasn't scored a lot, but I feel like Monday night primetime football, they'll get him in. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Huff here, uh, especially at home in the prime time. Um, like I said, I don't think I'll have an official play on this. I think the Packers are a bit overrated. They're riding high after a big win. I don't think they're going to get into the playoffs. And I think it starts with a tough loss here on the road against New York. Oh, loss. DeVito. Wow. Who is the MetLife turf going to take next as their victim? I might tease. I'm looking at a teaser opportunity here. We got two Monday Night Football games. I'll probably do Packers. Minus a half a point in the over 41 Titan, Titans Dolphins. Like I literally that. was going to do Dolphins minus not minus eight and a half, Giants plus 11. All right, I, I think that, that, that that can hit too. Yeah. I think that that Packer game can fall in between zero and 11 points. Yeah, for sure. I don't know why there's two. All righty, and the NBA in-season tournament is, has kicked off here. Some games last night, uh, one going off right now, Knicks and Bucks, Suns and Lakers here later tonight, some more on Thursday, uh, depending on who wins these, this Knicks, Bucks, Suns, Lakers game. What are you guys thinking as this is uh, underway now and already rolling? Ace, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the two teams I bet on and thought were going to win last night, both lost, both favorites. The Aaron Fox and the Kings dropping one, and then Jason Tatum and the Celtics dropping one as well. So not what I expected. Um, tonight I'm looking at the Bucks to get things done against Mackey's New York Knicks. And then I like the, uh, I do like the Phoenix Suns. I I'm like Huff. I think this is a good spot for the Lakers. 
I mean, if there ever was a time, you know, short little run. How LeBron is it to win this in-season? How LeBron, how scripted is it for LeBron to add it to the accolades? I guarantee you the Lakers (laughs) win this in-season tournament. No, I guarantee you the championship. The first annual annual in-season tournament is going to LeBron James, and he's beating Tyrese Halliburton. Give me Slim Reaper and the Suns on the money line tonight. I just think... Last week, I told me when me and Ace were talking about this, we both were kind of in agreement. We said this would be perfect for the NBA to get that that Celtics Lakers finals that they wanted last year, and they didn't get either of them in the finals. I said you get the Celtics and the Lakers. I think that's why me and Ace were on the same page with the Celtics with the points last night. Obviously, losing that to Indiana, but I, I'm still on the I'm still on the Lakers. I think it's so NBA for LeBron to win this thing. It is so NBA for LeBron to win the first annual in season tournament. But yeah, I mean those Celtics took a tough loss last night. Tyrese Halliburton is so triple good, dude. double dude. He's unreal. I'm done I betting against the Pacers. I was betting on them so much to start the year, and I don't know I told why you. I went against them, dude. Did I, I tell you, Huff, I mean, earlier in the season, it, it was that you, you who I told. I said these Pacers are pesky. Tyrese Halliburton's going off. But yeah, I, I, lo- I like them. I've always I liked them. Do, do, like do you think? Who do you guys think now? Um, of the two teams last night, do either of those teams have a chance to uh, win the whole thing? The Pels and the I think the, the Pacers, Pacers do. I think I. I, I think the Pacers, the Pacers will represent too. the East, yeah. I definitely do. I think that. I mean, I, they, they just took down. They just took down the big, the big dogs. I mean, obviously the Celtics. The Celtics are one to worry about. I genuinely think the Knicks will win tonight. I don't think it's it, it's different. I mean, you have these teams fighting for their lives. You know how many players are on their Pacers roster who's, who makes league minimum three million dollars? I mean, five hundred thousand dollars goes a long way for teams like that. The Bucks, high salary. Most of their starters make north of twenty million dollars. At least three out of five of them do. Probably more. Um, I mean, these lo- these teams, they have more to fight for. You know who wins with all this is the fucking NBA because this is exactly what they wanted. Us you know arguing what? about in-season tournament games. And did you guys see that? Ace, did you watch the Celtics last night? Yeah, I watched some of it. It looked like game yeah. seven of the first round. You know what? Playoffs. You know what? Oh, Adam Silver. They quite like, look crazy. Fucking yeah. hats off. Hats off to Adam Silver because, I mean, his entire intention was to make regular season games important and make them like live and everything. If you watched that game last night, it was a complete playoff atmosphere. It was it game makes, seven, first round atmosphere. It's awesome. I mean, the ratings have got to be through the roof as well. I don't tune tune in for NBA games. That's like that. that's what I, I was going to say. Is like you we have aren't tuning in. We are tuning in if it's not for this. Exactly, and you have these these sports fans that don't tune in for those games, and now they are tuning in because they. I mean, it, it means more. I mean, like, it, I'll I think, be. I, I guarantee I'm watching this whole Lakers game tonight. I I think Adam that's Silver. I mean, he, I love he that got. Matchup. Yeah, that's a Katie LeBron dude. That's great. He got a lot of shit for this. Everyone was shitting on him. Hats off to Adam Silver. This is a great move. Great, great business decision by him. And I think the NBA any of the leagues copy it. Obviously it. not the NFL. NFL won't do anything like this. They can't, can't do it in the NFL. Does the uh, NHL or MLB try anything like this in the next five NHL, years? NHL does not because the NHL is so like by themselves. They don't even care what the fuck the rest of the three leagues do. I think the MLB will try it. I think the MLB should try it. I think, and they, I, should I think too. they will as well. I don't I don't see it in the NHL. I I don't I think the NHL is too is so to themselves that they don't want to be like, oh, let's copy the NBA. Like, no, no way. Yeah, see, I think the MLB is like, we don't give a fuck. We already play so many games. Let's make 20 games matter that much more for teams like the Pirates and the, like the teams that don't matter. Like, this is fun for the NBA franchises that don't make the playoffs. Like, you exactly. know what I mean? The fucking, like, I, I know the Timberwolves are having a pretty good year, but like, dude, they were doing electric in this tournament. And like, you had a serious being like, holy shit, I might see the Timberwolves win something. What that really means in bragging rights. I don't know what winning the in-season tournament means in terms of bragging rights, but like, I'd like to see it in baseball Confidence. personally. 
You could see a lot of confidence goes up. I think baseball should try it for sure. Not immediate because they'd be copying too much, but like I think the I think in the next five years the the MLB tries. And it doesn't even similar. have to be the same concept. It could be just like I mean, it doesn't even have to be the same thing. It can just be like off the same concept, like like just like I don't know. Obviously, uh, I think it would be cooler goals, if it was but... truly like one month long. Like that was the month. You know what I mean? Like every for the MLB, like they should do it like every game in the month of June is this in season tournament, and then the last game of the in season tournament. You go straight into the all-star break. Right, right. Yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, they got to do something because, I mean, nobody's sitting there. And Damn, I wish Ace was here to up. fucking give his opinion on this because he's like our baseball guy. But I'll say that again when he gets back. That's actually, I don't know. I just kind of like thought of that off the rip. That seems like that would kind of work. What, yeah, you play sure. like, so they should keep the divisions if they do it in the MLB. Like how they did the the pools based on the the prior uh playoff standings that was a great idea by the nba and they made great like seedings with the one obviously like one two three and then four five six like the exact opposite snake draft style yeah i didn't realize how they did it but yeah okay they did they did it really good seeding it like that not getting like some of the teams were as a it was a three a four you know what i mean and then like so on and so on where the one was with like a six and so on but i think the mlb if they did it they should, it'd be cool if they just kept their divisions and like had a mini in-season tournament like for lack of a better term like That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, I agree for sure. That'd be pretty cool. We gotta yeah, do I, I don't think the NHL should do it. I don't think the NHL will do it. I don't think they'll do it either, but 162 games, you got to do something here. You have a better chance of NHL players going back to the Olympics than you have the NHL copying <laughs> that. Which, which I'm pulling for that as well. Yeah. All right, I don't really care to tell you that, I guess. Fuck All righty. I don't know where the uh, fuck you went. Speaking of the MLB... For the first time in club history, the Guardians will have the first pick in the MLB draft. The club won the 2024 draft lottery on Tuesday at the winter meetings. Uh, the news was very unexpected as they were just given a 2% chance to get you that a, first overall pick. you have a snooze button or like a want, want, something? I don't care. Guardians are trash. Don't care about them. Addison. I actually genuinely do not give a fuck. Yeah, couldn't care less about <laughs> Fuck the Guardians. Like, I do not give a fuck. Ace, I assume you put that in there. We're chirping the Guardians, number one overall pick. We both said neither of us care. What up? I said, you you just got back in time. Jesse was telling us how the Guardians got the first pick. And me and Matt, I go, you got a snooze oh. button or something to tell them I don't <laughs> care about that. Oh, pitch the Cleveland your, pitch Indians. Your idea. Yeah, the, oh, wait, Ace, this is what I want to tell you. So I said, I asked Mackie this question. With the in-season tournament and the success that they've had, do you see... The MO, I, we kind of agreed that the NHL wouldn't try it. Could you see this happen in the MLB where they kind of try something similar? No shot. No? I think, I think the NHL and the MLB, they have like built-in tournaments. You have that World Baseball Classic. You have the, the Olympics and shit like that um, built in already. Um, I kind of forgot about the Classic, but it's like, isn't that before the season? But hasn't it been during the season before too? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, before the season, Edwin Diaz like fucking break his ankle and a oh, fucking. Oh yeah, it was like right before the pile. season, Huff. Maybe that's why I think that though. But yeah. Also, the other thing is they're bringing attention to the NBA because it's dominated by NHL, college, NFL right now. I think MLB doesn't have anything to compete with. They have a long enough season already, so they don't. They wouldn't need to. Like NHL, Mackie, this I is what college basketball like already does NHL's with these invitationals. Yeah, literally the Maui Invitational. Like I'll watch that because it's a championship type game and you have top end teams playing and it's it matters um one thing i did want to bring up 
on the NHL topic though, real quick, did you guys see they de- they're going to decentralize the NHL draft in a few? Uh, this one more year of the NHL draft, and then it's going to be like a Zoom call, basically. Really? What? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be. Where'd you hear that? Because I heard that cities are putting in bids for twenty six and twenty seven. I saw that. I saw it today. I think uh, the NHL maybe, draft, which means it's yeah. determined for two years already. If they're putting yeah, in bids for there's two years. an NHL draft decentralizing. Yeah, the location of the draft before the league goes to a decentralized model where teams will stay in their home markets was the biggest piece of news to come from Batman. The league said this. Yeah, yeah, that came. I think it was today. It it's a huge today. loss of cash for them. Yep. Millions. Yeah, actually, October 26th, the NHL voted near unanimously agreed to decentralize their draft day. So we missed that, but that's a weird. I don't know. I saw it on social media today. I was like, oh, that's kind of stupid. So it's going to be usually, see, usually they make it a bigger deal than it is. They're making it not a big deal. So, like, everybody's going to be at their respective place. I don't know how players are going to be anywhere or anything like that. Isn't that. Isn't that so? It's going to be like the COVID year NFL draft every year. Yeah, I believe so. That's yeah, that's weird. You guys remember Joe Burrow calling also, in from his living yeah. room? Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Also, I can't. I'm not going to lie. Never, yeah, where he's standing in his room in front of his TV. Yeah, that picture. That's where <laughs> that came from. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've never watched past the first five picks of an NHL draft, so I'm not going to say I care either. What well, kind of makes sense with the decentralization, though? Because of guys throughout the world, it's more of a, a global sport, unlike the NFL, where everybody's coming out of college. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I guess you get that point. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I don't watch the NHL drafts, so I really don't care. Yeah, no. NFL is the only like, draft like I watch. Like Jesse said. Like Jesse said, you're missing like out the NBA on, draft. On money. NBA, NBA you watch, because you watch college basketball a lot. Yeah. And a, NBA and NFL are the two drafts I actually care about. NHL MLB, and NBA NHL. The, I'm just like, I'm not even going to see these guys for three years. That's so, that's the thing. NBA and NFL, those guys are going right into the league. Straight into the league, impact, immediate impact. Right? NHL, like Huff said, you get the top like three three to five picks that yeah. go that might go straight. Usually it's only one or two. But um, yeah, like you, you don't see those guys for a few years. What the fuck is the point of watching it? Yeah, sorry to throw you guys off on a throw us off on a tangent there, but I was just like, fuck. No, it's cool. Yeah. Alrighty, I think the last thing for us to go over here: college football playoff has been set. Uh, Huff, can you go into that in a little more detail than I probably can? Yeah, so we got our top four set. Number one is going to be obviously we saw Michigan secure the one seed with uh, Georgia losing, so Michigan gets the one seed. Oh, I'm pulling up the wrong thing here. Michigan gets a one seed. Washington slides up into that two seed with Texas jumping into the three spot with who else but Alabama at number four. Florida State obviously has been the talk of the town this week, going 13-0, winning a Power 5 conference, not getting in. No one wanted to see Florida State in the playoff. No one's going to act like they wanted to see Florida State in the playoff. All these guys on ESPN wearing mics, getting paid to say they wanted to see Florida State. Florida State got screwed. I agree. But and now all the memes you're seeing should the Jaguars be decommit or voted out of the playoff just because Trevor Lawrence could be heard all this shit. I know it's not real, but I didn't want to see Florida State. I was huge on Florida State throughout this year. I really thought they had a chance to win a national title with Jordan Travis when he goes down. I wanted to see Alabama. I also wanted to see Georgia. I think we're going to get a great playoff out of the four. Give me Alabama versus Washington with an Alabama national championship. Wow, I like that. Um. Yeah, with Florida State, I mean, it's a shitty situation. Did they did they deserve to be in the college football playoff? 100%. But if you want the four best teams, like the committee says, they want the four best teams, not the four most deserving. You can't put them in there. They're not a four be- they're not one of the four best teams. 
you make lines for that game, every other spread is so much higher with Florida State than every other team. Um, so, I mean, you can't put them in there. And with Georgia, um, there's also no way that you can find a way to put them in there. You have to put Texas over Bama. You cannot put Georgia over Bama. Um, it's, it sucks, but they are probably a top four team. But I think there's top, I think there's six teams that were eligible this year for that top four, um, with Ohio State being the sixth. But college football playoff expansion, just one year too late. But uh, next year, we won't have this problem. But I'm going to go with Bama, Texas National Championship. I just I changed know. my mind, Maxie, be- Mac- Mackie, before you cut in here. I just changed my mind. I saw Texas was minus four, and I saw the games being played in New Orleans. Give me Texas uh, versus Alabama. Alabama gets the rematch. Alabama national title. I'm going to go the same exact thing. I go Bama, Texas. They both found a way to slip in. Actually, first time ever that the one seed has jumped from the one seed to out of the college football playoff um, on championship weekend. The first And Bama is... The highest seed to ever jump in as an eight seed jumping in. We also have Texas as a seven seed jumping in, which also would have been the highest. But um, oh, so much happened last week. It's crazy. But I'm going to go with Bama versus Texas National Championship. And uh, give me Bama to uh, take it home. Yeah, I'm not even as big of a college guy as you guys, uh, as you know. But um, it's weird. I, I want to change my pick now that you guys both said it. But I thought the same thing. I was like, it's got to be Bama, Texas for the TV ratings. And give me Bama. But one thing I did have a question on is uh do i have better odds if i take them right now back on august 31st i put in one college football championship winner bet and it was alabama plus 550 Uh, i think it's plus 500 right now oh good so so me taking this on august 31st i got plus 50 on the odds (laughs) i think last time i saw i saw it floating around i think once they got in they jumped there they definitely dropped down you definitely have a better price than you can get anywhere right now uh, on FanDuel, they are yeah they're the second team at plus two ten. So if you look at that, uh, the FanDuel odds go Michigan to win the national title plus one seventy five, Alabama plus two ten. So they think the winner of that game wins the national title. Uh, and then Texas right behind them at plus two sixty with Washington plus eight hundred. All they've done is win games, and they're just all they've done to is disrespected. They're so underrated. I mean, it's crazy. I'm not gonna take them to beat Texas here because I think that Texas is is very good. I think they're they're a bit overpowering, but um, Washington's not going to go away go away easy. I mean, nine and a half point. You guys are talking about game. Michigan, though. Like, I don't think JJ Patterson. I don't think JJ Patterson Patterson McCarthy. has it. McCarthy, yeah, JJ McCarthy. McCarthy. The last guy was Patterson. Yeah. Um, I don't think JJ McCarthy has it. I don't think that that Michigan team is really even that good. I mean, they beat Ohio State. I think it was just one of those Michigan Ohio State rivalries. I think Ohio State was better team. I, Michigan had a cakewalk schedule. I mean, playing devil's advocate, though, Jalen Milrow, I haven't heard shit about him until he had that big drive a couple weeks ago. You it's really more think that he's going to take it. He's going to take it to a Michigan defense like that, though. I mean, he took it to a Georgia defense. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I, that Alabama defense is really going to shut down J.J. McCurry. No, I, I mean, why? So you're why thinking, are they, are they you thinking the now? under? So is it going to be an under in that game, that 1v4 game? That's going to be a low-scoring game, you think? Uh, yeah, I'll go with the under. I like the under in that one. See, I, I don't know. I, I think Alabama's offense is capable to put up a lot of points. Michigan's very good at scoring as well. I don't think you'll see many field goals in these in these bowl games. I don't love betting unders in college football. I don't know what the over-under is set at. I'm trying to find it really quick. If 40, uh, 50, 56, I think it was, 52 maybe. 40, 45 and a half for the Alabama-Michigan game. That's going to go up, too. 
The other one's like 64, isn't it? 63 and a half for Texas, Washington. That's the one I expected to be more high scoring, but I like that over 45 and a half for Bama, Michigan. I think if if Michigan's going to win this game, they got to outscore. I mean, obviously it's dumb as fuck to say they got to outscore Alabama, but I'm saying in the red zone, you got to get touchdowns. You got to get six points, not three. I think that if they're gonna if they want to compete in this game, Alabama's going to be putting up seven each and each time up and down the field. I think Michigan's got to keep pace. And like Mackey said, it's a huge game, the biggest game of JJ McCarthy's career as a Michigan Wolverine. We'll see what he does against arguably one of the favorite. I mean, next to Michigan, the favorite to win the national title. You're getting Nick Saban. Everyone wants to say Michigan had a cakewalk of the of the schedule all year, but they're getting Bama right here. And if they win this game, I mean, you can't really argue with that. But I like Bama. Plus one and plus one hundred to win this game, probably like most of the rest of the country does though. I I yeah, I'm I'm not high on Michigan. I don't really think they've done much to be to be honest. They only beat Ohio State. That's really the only good team that they've beaten. Um, steady, but I, I I like the under. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of points. I think Jaden. We got a lot of work. time to chew on this one, right? Yeah, New yeah. Year's New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, I think, or New Year's, New Year's, Day. New Year's Day. New, yeah, Year's Day is on a, New Year's Day is on a Saturday this year, I think. Last year they did New Year's Eve. Yeah. Everything's all switched up. New Year's Day is like a Monday N- this year. They have like NFL games on uh, New Year's, New Year's Eve and shit too, so. Hmm. Yeah, these games are on a Monday, it says. Alrighty. I think that's all we got here this week. Week 14 of the NFL. Lots of college football to look forward to here come the end of the month. MLB, little little action there nothing too exciting nhl nothing too exciting coming out of that right now but that's all i got this week make sure to stay tuned for our live stream sunday mornings 10 a.m eastern our top five games of the week including the sunday night football matchup that's all i got this week boys anything else to add i think that's gonna do it for us obviously like i say it every week thanks for listening make sure you're tuning into the live stream this sunday for our week 14 picks uh boys crushed it on the card last week looking to keep it moving so uh don't want to miss that. Turn the post notifications on so you're not missing any plays. Me and Mackie hit a hit a first half Oklahoma in this one. College basketball card's been rolling. NBA card is positive as well. Um, looking to get them all back up there and uh, possibly in the double digits like college basketball was last year. So trying to hit our stride here in the world of uh, college and pro basketball. NHL, we've been sliding a little bit, but the NHL has been pretty hard to call this year. So uh, picking our games when we see them and when we're all thinking value there. But Make sure, you're, make sure you're staying tuned to the podcast and the social media each and every week. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Let's go Steelers. <laughs>